It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. All right, it is Friday, April 24th. Quick Motown Rundown. We have to provide content to the people First round of the NFL draft is officially in the books. We have rounds two and three tonight. Uh, Ryan Rabinowitz, Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins. First things first, how are we doing? I thought guys? we I, I thought we were stopped saying the names. Well, I mean, maybe I thought about that today. That whatever, dude. Today, I, was it, like, it I wonder if hurt. Rabinowitz will do the names. It's like a prop bet thing. Damn, dude. I yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done the names. Whatever. Minus one hundred five. <laughs> whatever. But I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I mean, the NFL draft yesterday made like. It feel like the world was normal. Like oh, even yeah. that it was not like even that it wasn't normal. By the way, I have this take way off track already. They did that at two o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. They that was all pre-recorded. I believe that. What was dude? I saw a, a few conspiracy theories about that, and Brock was totally buying it because every time they showed like a GM, the TV behind them was way off. Like it wasn't showing the same like live feed that we were getting. It's not. And I know that. there's going to be a little delay, but it's not even that. It's just that like Goodell was so buttoned up, and like his like responses were so good. Like he talked a lot. Like he yeah, didn't he look did. like a robot. That's what I'm saying. I that's my conspiracy. I think they might have done that a couple hours. It's not a bad idea. Like I'm not knocking them for doing it. I don't think it was live though. It was, I, I subscribe to that. I completely subscribe to that. It was so cringy. Every single time Goodell went to announce a pick, he would turn around to the TV and go, come on, guys, come on. I, it was – I just couldn't by, – by, like, the 22nd team, I was like, dude, we – I mean, just well, let it wasn't, go. wasn't that, like, a fundraiser, Boo the Kamish? Wasn't that a thing? Because the, really, the Lions were – the Lions were – No, no, no. I, I'm, saying, I'm saying when the – like, I thought it was legendary when he was – like, he was getting booed at the beginning, and he's like, come on, guys, I can't hear you. That was legendary. But I'm saying was every it? time before a team went to pick, they would have the fans in the background on his TV, like, cheering yeah. for their team. They go, come on, guys. Then he tried to do – like he was doing the skull <laughs> chant with the Vikings oh, for, like, God. 30 seconds too long. Did you long. see the fucking skull? Like, the oh. – Way too long. This Way too long. So stupid. Dude, I like the draft in general. It actually went pretty smoothly. Oh like, yeah, even if it was like pre-recorded, they did a great job. There was really no technical difficulties at all. There were a couple times where, like, I think Wingo kind of got he was missing form of picks in, dude, picks not can in. Can we talk about can we talk about Wingo's suit? Unreal, great. dude. I, he looked like a he looked like he was Michael Corleone's like half brother. It was he did. Unbelievable. He, he looked like a mob a mobster, but he looked he really good. You look great. I, I don't know though. I don't know if you wear that <laughs> to the draft. I, I like like that's I a big it. time night. He's like, I, I'm putting my nuts on the table. Guess what? I'm putting my like seven thousand dollars suit that I got for my cousin Sal. It, it was pretty. It was a pretty unique look. I thought he pulled it off, but I agree with I you. Don't I don't know, really dude, know if that's a draft outfit. I, by the way, they had like two streams. Did you guys watch the ABC one or the ESPN one? Because the ABC yeah, yeah. one. Okay, good. Because my – first of all, laugh out loud funny. My mom wanted to watch the ABC one because she thinks Kirk Herbstreit's attractive. <laughs> That's funny. That? I don't know. My dad doesn't – I don't think my dad cares anymore about like life. <laughs> <laughs> dad, my dad turns 61 tomorrow. Really? 
Yeah. Kelly Collins, happy early birthday from the Happy Mario birthday. Gang. Yeah, my dad just – I like – like I've told you guys the last couple of weeks, like – and I think we're going to talk about this with the Lions draft in general. Like, it wasn't really, like, that, like, enticing and fascinating with the pick they made and, like, the new – like, unless Chase Young dropped, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. my dad, my dad yesterday just keeps on going, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm like, what, <laughs> what, what? He's like, nothing. He, he, like, was just trying to get me going. And I'm like, dad, and he, like, did it for, like, two hours. Dude, my dad got me going last night because when the Redskins were on the clock, I was like, please trade back. I was, like, begging him to trade back, right? And then I get up to go to the bathroom, and I'm, like, halfway there, and my dad's like, Trade, trade, and I like run back, and he's just dying laughing. I'm like, I that that's not funny. I took that two like showers. Bad. I took two showers yesterday, and every both showers, he goes, "Oh my god!" He's just like, "Yeah," and I'm just <laughs> rushing out of the shower. I it's I, I know I say this every single year, and I get that it's commercials and money and whatnot. It, it takes so no, dude, so long. Completely agree. I the. The NBA draft is better than the NFL draft. I don't yes. care what anyone says. Oh, I totally yes. agree. The content they do. Here's the thing. We don't need so much analysis. Like, I, I know you need, you need some of it. You need to roll a little tape when someone picks somebody. I don't need to be listening. I don't need to still be listening to Joe Burrow, especially since we knew that he was going to be the first pick. I don't need to be listening to him when the Giants are on the clock at four. Like, I, no. I, I think that that's ridiculous. It's not even that. It's just like – the NFL, like you said, Rebs, it takes forever. And I can't stand that there's only one round the first day. It was over at midnight. It took four hours. No, I knew I, we were in trouble when I, – I don't know how – I don't know if this is standard for every year. But as, soon as, as, but as soon as the Bengals were on the clock and I saw they had 10 minutes <laughs> for a pick they've known they were taking since week eight of the NFL season, I could not – I was like, dude – 10 minutes then I gotta see I gotta see Joe Burrow's highlight tapes I gotta look at a get a look at his living room seven times then when the when the pick is actually when the pick is actually in but I'm saying when the when the pick is actually in I then have to listen to eight different people give the same analysis as to why this is the right pick when Andy Dalton has not been good there for a decade, I gotta I gotta listen to mm. every single guy give a, give their their analysis. Then they're gonna they're gonna announce the pick. It's all great. They're gonna interview him while the pick is in for the Redskins. Then we get the analysis on Chase Young, and now 15 minutes later, Goodell's announcing the Redskins pick. Well, do you just like okay? That's every draft. I'm saying the reason I like the NBA draft a little bit better. And I, this is the NBA draft. The thing they have is I don't get why they started doing it again, where they have Woj leak every t- like draft pick like two minutes before it's on TV. I absolutely hate that. And the NFL doesn't do that, which I kind of like. But like the NFL, it's so about money in their draft. It takes like four hours for run around. I wish it was more like the NBA, where it takes four hours for two rounds. Just give me like the first two rounds. I like, I'm itching. Like, especially, like, you know what I mean? Like, if your team has multiple picks and, like, and, I, I, and you're just like, I want to see my team in the second round. What are we going to do in the second round? I did, like, I have the juices flowing already, and I know they used to – I don't know if they did it on a Saturday. And it was the first – I think they did. It was the first four rounds on Saturday, and then, then the last three on Sunday. I would love that. It would, like, it, it, it would be like a sport – it's a sporting event, 12 o'clock to 8. 
just yeah. watching the draft and like buckled. Like people, I, I, people did do that. I understand that. And I think they stopped doing that because it interfered with like the playoffs, the sporting events. NFL draft though, overrated, very overrated. I yeah, we, we talked about this last week. I agree. I think it's just kind of like, I don't know. It was perfect timing this year, but yeah, I don't. I, I generally don't like the way the draft is like broadcast. It was I needed it's it, just, though. Oh, I needed it. We did. We <laughs> all, yeah, we all needed it, so I'm glad it happened. I don't know if you guys have, have heard of this before. I was in, for the first time in my life, I was put in like a draft pool with 12 guys, and so I got the fifth pick randomly. So every five – or every – Every time that fifth increment, so I picked it. I picked it five and seventeen, and whatever seventeen plus five is, and then plus five beyond that. So I had the, I had Miami at five. I was praying that the Lions didn't trade back to five because I was going to be the one to jinx the pick. I'd be like, okay, Lions trade back to five. They're going to take <laughs> Okuda and they take Derek Brown. And I ruined everyone's life. So, but that was fun. And and I I was the GM for the for the Jets too for the night. They, they blew it because I had them taking that Tristan Wirfs kid or whatever from yeah, Iowa, Iowa and took the guy that's seven foot eight, 600 pounds from Louisville that can run like dude, a 4840. His dad, his dad, dude, his dad, I signed him he, up. Dude, when he gave his whole family a hug, literally the whole couch a hug. Couldn't he see had like the cat. wingspan. He had the wingspan. He had like the, the girth. I was like, I, I like the cut of this guy's jib. And I'm like, you know what? I believe in this guy after seeing his dad. The Lions should <laughs> like, draft his dad in the seventh round. No, but uh, before we get into, like, the Lions nitty-gritty, who won in the analyst battle? Daniel Jeremiah, Mel Kuyper, Lewis Riddick. I'm a Lewis Riddick guy. I, I love Lewis Riddick. Mel Kuyper, dude. Mel Kuyper irritates Todd, me. Todd, Todd, Todd. I love Mitch Che. I hate, me too. I, I can't believe – I mean, I, he has Corona, so he can't be on it. But, like, I love Todd Mitch I yeah, I, I think I think Lewis Riddick is going to be the next GM of whoever whoever needs GM. Lions. That because that dude's Lions. fantastic. Lewis yeah, Riddick. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come to great. Detroit. He's one of those people who's like I know like the way you look doesn't really mean like how you work. Like that old Deion Sanderson looked good, feel good, play good. That's Lewis Riddick. He always has like yeah. a determination in his eyes. You're like I trust that guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I, I know exactly I, what you're I saying. I completely agree. I'm like, I want that guy on my team. Why does he not have a GM job? Come on. Yeah, no kidding. Collins, also big news today before we roll into the actual picture of the draft. We can golf again. I know. I saw that. My yeah, dad was fired up. My dad was more fired up because you can't go resident to resident. Yeah. And then he can – because we got a cottage up north, and he's like, I got to go up and get my boat in order. Come gotta on. Got to start right? working. Got to get to the yeah. landscaping. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's still like till the fifteenth. Hopefully, we can get back in the studio. Yeah, that is true, my friend. But uh, we'll figure that out. Let's move into players now. Do we want to do like overall thoughts, reactions of the entire draft, or does no one care? Uh, I say we do because I mean, why not? Okay. Why not? So what's what's I mean, what surprised you? What picks did you like? What picks did you not like? I guess Trent, we can kick it off with you. Um, I really like all the offensive tackles that were taken, I think they're all going to be studs. Uh, they all went places where I, I, I was, I was looking about this, this uh, Xavier McKinney dude, the, the safety from Bama. Like the, the only reason he fell was because everyone wanted to take uh, tackles. Yep. So that's kind of interesting. I think the Cowboys and I hate the Cowboys. I think they got a steal with CD lamb at 17. I think he's the best receiver in the draft. And also, the Packers picking a quarterback, trading up to pick a quarterback, made my night. 
That was, you know, first of all, Jordan Love, I love, I love when your team gets scorched by a player and he gets drafted and you have to see his whole highlight film and you have to <laughs> yeah. relive it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, good, good play there, Josh Butler. Great Seriously, coverage, Tari Willis. They well, kept Jordan showing <laughs> the MSU game highlights and I was like, why? <laughs> like, has he got anything else? I mean, I mean, Jordan Love absolutely torched on that game. But yeah. like, what, like you said, Trent, the Jordan Love thing, I just laughed. I actually don't hate it from the Packers' perspective. Like, you saw it, like, this year. Aaron Rodgers is slowing down. He's still, like, a productive quarterback. He still went to yeah. the NFC Championship game. But, like, this is a guy in Jordan Love who has, like, wily, like, like, just so talented, and he just needs to, like, sit and, like, grow. Why not just, like, take a chance on a guy and, like, let him sit for three years? Well, I, I, okay, if, if I could re- just real quick elaborate yeah. on that. It's, like, I the reason I loved it so much is because we oh, all Rogers know – hate it. We all know Rodgers as a player. I'm like, is this the type of guy to be like, yeah, let me take you under my wing and let me show you how to do this. Dude, no. Like, he's going to hate that. He might. He, he won't. But I saw a couple things that were like, Rodgers should demand a trade. Why? Like, who? because I would be pissed. I mean, they did the same thing with Rodgers. I, I think he'll be a little bit more understanding what people think. But, like, at the same time, he's like, oh, you're really giving up on me? Like, this year it could be one of those, like, he goes out and has like 70 touchdowns this year. <laughs> well, I don't think this is so much a move as obviously it's, it's not like they're going to try to force Rogers out this year. Yeah. Or next year. Well, my, I have two thoughts on, on that pick. Cause I think it was probably the most notable pick of the draft as far as from a shock factor. I believe that I read that in the fifth, I think they've had Rogers for 15 years. Does that make sense? He got drafted in 2003. So that does kind of make no, sense. 2004, 2004. Well, whatever, whatever, as far as Aaron Rodgers' tenure as a starting quarterback for the Packers, they have never drafted a wide receiver or running back in the first round for him ever. So my first thought process is, is that I feel so bad for this guy. They can't give him any help. They, they didn't draft a lineman. They didn't draft a running back, a wide yeah, receiver, but, tight end, but, anyone. But when you think about, like, Rodgers, like – recently like the last like five years i would say once jordy nelson i don't when did jordy nelson leave like three years ago two or three After, yeah once he left it's kind of gone downhill but like for the majority of his career he said he's had really good weapons like when he mm-hmm. got there early jermichael finley was that deal donald driver was still a nice receiver greg jennings, jennings was sick, sick. Very western, good. Michigan, western michigan boy like he's had guys but like like you said not drafting a receiver in the first round in like a very heavy receiver draft is not necessarily the worst thing because I think they're probably let's wait and see if we can get this guy in the second round. But it's interesting that they traded up in the first round because I don't think anyone would have took love in the first round. Yeah, and trade trading up too was a little bit suspect for that pick, as as you said. I the, the thing that I couldn't stand is, of course, with Lions Twitter, and I think it was Kyle Bogan Schwartz from ninety seven one who Bogey. Uh, uh, immediately goes, you know, oh, the good for the Packers for being a a, a first rate uh, uh, organization and in, in drafting a quarterback when they have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The Lions could never do something like that. It's like, dude, blow me, honest to God. Like, I I, I feel. For the Packers to, to make that move, when the when the window to win for them is going to be now until Aaron Rodgers hangs up his cleats, don't don't make the comparison like oh like the Lions should have been taking a quarterback at three because that's how you set up to be a successful Different. franchise. Get out of here with that. It's not even that. It's like my first of all, like 
we're, do we want to get an alliance pick? I want to say one more thing before we get an alliance pick. TCU had two first-round picks. They stunk. I don't get how that, like, happens. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what, like, I feel like Washington is, like, the king of that. Like, where it's like, oh, Washington, three first-round picks this year. They went seven and five in the Pac-12 West. Like, I, I, I just find it very <laughs> odd that, like, things like that happen. But yeah. before we get an alliance, like, other than that, the draft was pretty uniform. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not a lot of shots. Yeah. I, like, no trades early. It went exactly early. by the script, like, exactly how it should have gone. I was a little surprised that – did Simmons fall to nine? Eight, yeah. yeah. Or whatever, yeah, whatever Arizona pick. Did you see Cliff Kingsbury's house? Unreal, dude. Good for him. No. <laughs> Good for him. That guy is killing it. It looked like what – what is Cincinnati's head coach's name? Zach Taylor? Bad office. Yeah. I thought really bad office. bathroom. Like, I thought yeah, it was, was like not set good. up in a bathroom. It like the dude, oh, my God. I almost forgot. Did you guys – Ron Rivera's – portrait painting in the middle of his living room <laughs> i literally gasped i laughed out loud i was like what is that who got that for <laughs> that's pretty funny but yeah dude when i got i got one last thing when Go chase ahead. young was selected did you guys think that he didn't get picked because they showed him and he he did not look happy well, everything I, was just so delayed. It was weird. Well, I, again, that, that's what I was thinking in the moment, too. But I was like, dude, is there a chance that they just didn't take him and we're about minute, to get him? For a minute, the sunglasses he was wearing are very Detroit-like type of sunglasses. I was like <laughs> – They were buffs. I was reading – no, I was reading into it a little bit. I was like, maybe, maybe, like, what's the – I don't know what's going on here. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it all pretty much went by the script. There were a couple yeah. surprises, but – yeah, Packers trading up for a quarterback. If they would have just taken one, it's whatever. They traded up for him. So who did? Who did I slept pretty good. Who did San Francisco? Uh, wider, what wide receiver did San Francisco get? Oh, I also like Judy to the Broncos. I thought that was a really good move. That's a great pick. Who did? Yeah, who did? You know what I'm talking about? They traded back into the round. Yeah, they took another defensive tackle. Like in yeah, they took oh Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. That's who they took. That's who it is. Yeah, guy, guy, listen to that. Did you hear that stat last night? Where he he has an inch shorter verdict. I mean, a uh, wingspan than Calvin Johnson, and he's under six foot tall. Yikes! Yeah, that's insane. That's ungodly. Here. He literally probably can just like put his hands just like on the ground standing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, wh- why don't we go into the Lions pick now? Obviously, uh, this is primarily why we were doing the show today to discuss the pick before we uh, and get this episode out to the listeners before the second and third rounds commence tonight. Uh, Lions at number three take Jeff Okuda. Obviously, Joe Burrow going one, no surprise. Chase Young going two to the Redskins. Uh, the Lions take Okuda at three. The the thing that uh, that that really was interesting to me is of course anytime I read anything on Twitter or in the sports media about you know oh source says this source says that I take everything with a grain of salt because you're hearing all the way up until draft day that the Lions are fielding offers from Miami fielding offers from the Chargers they talked to Jacksonville yesterday 
Um, even, you know, the, the Giants were involved for a second. And so I, I have no idea who to believe when it comes down to, you know, the Lions were getting offers and didn't make a move. The Lions wanted to stay put. And then I believe I read that Bob Quinn today was saying how they never really got any concrete offers or calls about the third pick. So I don't know what you guys make of that. If you think that that's – I don't really look at Bob Quinn and go, you kind of let us down here because I have a whole – theory that I texted you guys that I want to get into in a minute but as far as not trading the pick uh, what are your guys thoughts on how that all shook out well it, like I think if say like the Chargers would have came down and got like the fourth pick from the Giants or something like that happened but I think the whole fact of the matter was the Chargers were pretty comfortable in taking Jacob Herbert and that kind of screwed up everything because if the Chargers really wanted Tua, I think the Lions would have been able to trade out of that pick and get some pieces. And, and Jeff Okuda liked the player. Me, my Uncle Pat called me immediately. My Uncle Pat, the big, one of the bigger Lions fans in my family, set the sell the team shirt on. He goes, I like the player, not the pick. And we've been talking about that for, what, like two months almost? Yeah. That it, like, you like Okuda. I think he's actually going to be pretty good. It's going to take time. But, like, the value of three is not necessarily the best. They, I think Okuda would have went at, like, eight if we just let him drop. You know what I mean, though? Like, if they could have traded back – I would have been like, hey, he was a third-rounder. Like, you want to make sure you get your guy a quarterback? Like, give us, like, a third-rounder. We don't care because Okuda's going to slip back. Or Simmons, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was a little surprising they couldn't work out any deal like that. But I, I was – Really interested when I saw the Jacksonville thing because I, I don't know if that was a smoke stream, but I, screen, excuse me. I said, like, I, that was a jump <laughs> on both words. But uh, I, they, that was a bad pick, by the way. CJ Henderson at nine, that was a reach. But uh, I was like, I don't know what the, the lines would have gotten from the Jabs. And I, I wouldn't have hated that moving back to nine. And yeah. you probably would have gotten a Puda. Again, because I'm assuming Jacksonville is coming up to take a quarterback or whatever. So I, I, I can't blame the pick. Like, my buddy was, like, so mad that they picked Okuda. And we're on, like, a Zoom together. I'm like, I don't know what you expected. They weren't going to take Tua, uh, like, ever. And he's like, I didn't even want Tua. I just want them to pick him and then pawn it off. I'm like, the Lions aren't that smart. I don't know what you're expecting. Like, the, the, the way, like, you have all the poker chips is if you do take Tua, but they never were going to do that, and they never even made it out to be like that. Once they went at the combine and say Matthew Stafford is 100% a quarterback, there was no indication or belief that the Lions would ever keep or draft like Tua. They had no leverage at all. So, I mean, I don't hate the pick, but I, it, it's hard. It's not, even, like, hard to believe. It was just so – not like climatic at all, like anti-climatic. It was just like, oh, we picked Okuda, cool. Yeah, <clears throat> I felt the same way. Like as far as I, I pretty much feel the same exact way as you do. But like as far as not going back, not trading back goes, I, I have to imagine. And it did come out today, Bob Quinn saying all of this, like we didn't receive any offers, whatever. I have to imagine he did his due diligence to try to trade back. It didn't work out. There weren't any. And it's like, I, do I think Okuda was worth the third pick? No, I don't. But at the same time, I would rather take our guy at three than trade out of the top ten and maybe get like a third and the twelfth overall pick from the Raiders or something. I don't know. Like, I I just think pick your guy if that 
you know, time's time's gonna tell. Vontae Mack, no matter as what. That's the case with all these guys. What'd you say? Vontae Mack, no matter what. Oh, draft day, yeah, great, great, great movie. But I just, I, I'm I'm glad I did get to sleep on it though, because my knee jerk reaction to this was not great. I was I was upset. It was really only because I wanted Simmons. But as I've like kind of taken a step back and done the whole slappy Lions fan buy-in thing, as Jeff Okuda is now my wallpaper on my phone, I, I just <laughs> I think you didn't take Simmons because you didn't really need him. And like there there was need for Okuda. You know, I wasn't the biggest believer that that was something the Lions needed necessarily. But think about this. Maybe you guys disagree. I think the the uh, the trio of Jeff Okuda, Des Trafant, and Justin Pretty Coleman. Good. Pretty it's good. better than is is a collective trio is better than Darius Slay, Rashawn Melvin, and Justin Coleman. Like I mean, Melvin I mean, was Melvin was pretty good last year. I think Okuda can come in and at least be as good as Melvin was last year, right away. My uncle Pat said this to me too. He's like, Awari was pretty solid when he got some like playing time. Yeah, there. yeah. I think I think he'll be a factor in the secondary too. But I, I want to ask you this, like Trent and Rabs, like I don't get why people were mad though I just don't like and I like after no one was trading into the top 10 I don't get how you could be mad like there were like they had no ammunition and the lot and that was the Lions fault for how they handled the pre-draft process I think they should have probably like said hey we might be like looking to move on from Stafford and just be like hey dude like I've said that before but at the end of the day like you took your guy at three I don't know what anyone else expected. People were so yeah. upset that they didn't like get a pick or anything. No, they, why would the Chargers trade up if they're comfortable taking Jacob Herbert? Why would the Dolphins trade up when they know the Giants are taking an offensive tackle? Yeah, my my thought process, and I, I texted you guys this last night, so I'll I'll kind of roll into my thought process on three. I don't, you know, you see stuff afterwards about how the Lions should have, you know, they should have been playing more smoke screens as far as when you come out and say that Stafford's your guy, you kind of alleviate any inkling that, that you might be taking a quarterback. I don't, I don't have a problem with that because I think anyone in their right mind knew the Lions were not taking a quarterback at three. And so that's my first thought process with Miami. If you want to look at the potential trade from three to five, Miami never believed for a second that the Lions were going to take a quarterback at three. They also, as you said, Collins, they knew that New York was not in the market for a, a quarterback. So they had their pick of Tua and Herbert at five. As you mentioned earlier, Collins, if, if the Chargers were to, for some reason, love Tua and jump up to four, and want to take him, or if they were nervous that they wanted Herbert and that Miami might have taken Herbert and they jump into four, that's when maybe you look at, okay, now you have leverage at three to move back. But that's just simply not the case. So none of the teams that were looking for quarterbacks, I mean, again, you only had, what, three quarterbacks taken in the first round? So no one clearly wanted Tua or Herbert enough to jump up to three. And in any offer that I guess the Lions might have had, which it sounds like they didn't have any offers, probably would have taken them back too far to the point where they think they would have lost Okuda. So I looked down the board. Could, could they have gotten Okuda at 7, 8, 9? 
maybe. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that the reason why Jacksonville took C.J. Henderson was because Okuda was gone. I would probably say that if Okuda was there at nine, that the Jags would have taken him. So if you want to put the Lions in the seven or eight, who knows? Carolina could have gone best player available and taken and taken Okuda. Same thing for the Cardinals, because we all thought the Cardinals were going to take a lineman until Isaiah Simmons dropped down there. So I, at the Who end of the, the day, Panthers take? Huh? Derek Brown. Derek Brown? Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that was a surprising one, too, because yes. I thought that they might have taken Simmons as well, the Panthers. So at the end of the day, and people are looking at those this Okuda thing, many people – out there in Lions fandom, and they're going, well, why did you trade Slay? And we talked about this at length Excellent. before they even traded Slay. And so my my answer to that is I don't understand why that's so that's such a, an incomprehensible thing for people. You didn't want to make the guy the highest paid cornerback in the league. He's making close to $17 million. He's 30 years old. He clearly had some issues with the team. So you make that move as a financial decision to save money and sign other players. Now you're filling one of your biggest needs with Okuda. But the thing I get, and this I, I've had this opinion before, it's a slap in the face still. Like, Okuda's the right pick, like, need-wise. But don't sell me on the fact that you're trying to win now when you ship out a top, like, 15 or 10 quarter, cornerback in the league. You're like, no, what, we're just going to take the best cornerback at the three spot and just roll with it. Like, let's just do that. It's yeah, a slap. I, it, it's a slap in the face of the fans a little bit. I hear you, but I, I think, and this also goes back to my theory of with the Lions being at three, and I was reading stuff about the Lions potentially trading back as far as going back to the Raiders in the in the mid round picks, and we talked about that possibility too. Not you don't always get the opportunity if you're if you're playing somewhat competitive football. It's not like the Lions do, but to pick in the top three can be a blessing. It can change your franchise, obviously. Being in the top five too. So I didn't want the Lions to move out of out of the top three or or top five at the very least because I think that you're giving up a lot of value of what you could take in there. But I I, I hear you as far as as far as it being a slap in the face. But at the same time, it's more complicated than just the skill on the field it's it's money it's it's the no dynamic. i get that I, I i completely get that but you still went out and paid desmond trufant like a, de- a chunk of change like it's not like you don't have the money and i understand that slay probably holds out and you were never they were never gonna pay slay like i get what you're saying and, and, and i think they could have handled the situation better within house I, I i'm just gonna say this and, and i don't know if this transitions than what we were talking about. That was the least exciting third pick in the draft, maybe of all time. It might just be the fact that the Lions are in the top five more than they should be in our <laughs> lifetime. But it just – Well, I think we also knew – we kind of knew that was the most likely option for a long yeah, time. So it's no, kind of like – But, like, I, I like Okuda. And I think he's going to be a good player. Like, Ohio State cornerbacks the last five or six years have been studs who have been picked in the first round. Like, there's a very high success rate out of those guys. I think Garrett Conley, I don't know how you say his first name, he's like the only guy who didn't really pan out. But you can look down the line, Marshawn Lattimore. Eli Apple had his problems, but he's still a pretty solid cornerback. But it's like, are you guys like generally like, oh, who doesn't change this franchise like tomorrow? Like, I remember, and that's the thing that kind of sucks about this third pick because they were in a position where they couldn't really get a guy who, Injects a, like a shot of life into your organization. No, know what I mean? Like Okuda's gonna well, be a solid player, but he's not a franchise-defining player. Like when they drafted Sue, that changed things. 
but yeah. and, and I understand he's a defensive player and an interior lineman, but like he had a hundred tackles his first year as a rookie. That was everyone was like, okay, this guy could be a like a Hall of Famer. Like I, I and I don't have that vibe with Okuda. I think he'll be a solid player, well, but it's just not I personally. And I this could just be like a fan in me. It's just like I'm not that excited. And that just yeah. Could, and to that, that point, could, I it's just the lines just suck. I that I don't know, dude. I don't yeah, know. I, my whole thing, and I wrote. I got up at four in the morning to write a column about this yesterday and nothing I said happened. I got so upset, but, but like, why were you up at four in the morning? I couldn't sleep. I went to bed at 11, which was like really early for me. And then I just stayed up till no, no, I slept till four. And then I got up and I was like, I can't, can't sleep. But, um, crazy. I can say, Oh yeah. Like you, you can't, no, you're fine. My first step for the lions, I was like, bar none, you got to trade back. Right, like I was like, for, that is first and foremost because you can get Okuda, like you guys already laid out the scenarios. You can get Okuda at five or six or possibly nine, depending on how things shake out. So I was like, you have to trade back if that's your guy. And then in in terms of changing life, Collins, like I I completely agree. I don't think he's a corners in general. They don't step in and do that. And like my dad and I, the reason we were being so pessimistic last night initially off the bat, you know, now we've kind of come around a little bit, but. Deion Sanders is by far the greatest corner of all time, and he was picked fifth. So, I mean, you just kind of look at that, and you're like, well, shit. And and I I wanted a front seven guy for all the reasons you just laid out. I wanted Simmons or Brown. Neither one of them – I would have been okay with Simmons at three. I didn't want Brown at three. But, like, again, you have to come back, and I I keep coming back to this. There weren't any offers. There weren't any good offers at three. The Lions could have, you know, like shot themselves in the foot if they would have taken, you know, taken a bad deal, moved out of the top ten, then you don't get any of the guys on your board. So, I don't know. As far as, like, the whole changing life thing goes, I don't think he does. But I do think he can step in and contribute to the secondary and and, and be – like I said, I think the the trio we got now I think is better than what we had last year. I, I could be completely wrong about that because they do have to play some snaps, and, like, Trufant is a little injury-prone. So we'll get there when we get there. But for now, I just think – I think they did make the right pick when it's all said and done, given the circumstances I, and how things should go. Reb, I was wondering this when I – when I was just like you, – you digest when you're watching a draft, especially when you have the third pick and you just think about things. Like, we had Stafford, Kelvin, Sue. I, what was the last high pick? They had Ziggy. This kind of feels like Ziggy. You know what I mean? Like, Ziggy was a good player. Like, he was a very good player. But, like, I was like, okay. And, and they were in a similar position where they were pretty good, like, two years prior, and then they struggled, and then they had the fifth pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you guys. I do. And I think at the cornerback position, it, it's hard to really get – I mean, you, you don't see quarterback or cornerback – impact as you do like a running back or a quarterback or a wide receiver, or even like a defensive end. So obviously there's question marks there. And at the end of the day, if this is the guy that they felt that they needed to plug into the defense, which he will make an impact, we it, it's for, for us to sit here and say that it, it's not going to be a, a big enough impact to the team. It's just us being like pessimistic Lions fan. So I don't I, think it's pessimistic. I'm not saying he's not going to be an impact. I'm just saying, I was just gathering and wondering what you feel. When he was drafted, we were like, okay, 
Like it wasn't like let's go. Like that's yeah. that's what usually the third pick in the draft should do for a franchise. Yeah, completely right. agree. I, I, completely agree on that front because my initial reaction was not like jumping through the roof. It was but just my, like okay. My, my question back on you guys is like, what's the guy that makes you do that at, at three? Is it Simmons? Like does Simmons make you? I, no, I, he I doesn't do it. I would have. I would have freaked think... out if we had Simmons. It's but not that's just that. me personally. Me personally, I would. I would have been very excited with Simmons at three. It's not even that, and I. I don't think Simmons, Brown, or Okuda could have done that. I'm not saying they could have picked a guy like that. I think it was just the position they put themselves in, not being able to move back and it might have not been their fault because they had like literally no like leverage at yeah. all. But like drafting a I'm not saying this. I don't think they should draft Tua, but drafting a guy like Tua that, that injects you like, okay, we're doing some things. Like this is interesting. Yeah, I yeah, I got you. I, I just think look it, it, it three for Okuda, wherever you pick him, he's He's probably the best. I mean, he was widely regarded as the best cover corner in the entire draft by a wide margin. Yes. So in there, you know, tackles Bob, too. Bob Quinn's thing is is looking for playmakers. I, I get that there are some outstanding defensive linemen in NFL history. Is Derek Brown like a game changing playmaker to where he's he's giving you like a sack a game type of guy? He's just I, I don't I don't think so. Isaiah Simmons, not really sure where he plays. They 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 the Lions have done a decent enough job between adding Raglan Collins as far as the the linebacking core Lee yeah they, they've made they've made some moves there they, they made a move at safety too they've kind of bolstered that the, the safety depth out there so a guy like Simmons to me they probably were just looking at look we can get more value out of Okuda at his position than a guy like Simmons so Okuda's your guy I I, I think we're I don't think we're selling him short it's just a matter of circumstance but this is a legitimate guy that has playmaking ability on your defense that can cover and I will say as we before we get into our second round and third round analysis and predictions if you can't get someone on the quarterback it doesn't matter who you have in the second we've seen that for years the Lions since I have been a child have always really struggled to have like a strong secondary with that with a couple anecdotal exceptions they've struggled yeah, to I don't know I don't know secondary. about that yeah, I, I, think they, I, I could remember back for years of always just begging them to find someone in the secondary they can cover. And then Okuda can cover. I think they've had some pretty good cornerbacks, like in our lifetime especially. Like, I mean, Drake Bly wasn't like the greatest cover corner, but he was a good playmaker. And But, like, Chris Houston was pretty solid. I, I mean, Rasheed Mathis stunk. But, like, other than that, like, they've had some – like, Slay's been pretty solid. Like, Mel, like, I, it, like, that's what I'm saying. They haven't had good safeties, like, ever. Like, Louis yeah. Delmas was, like, a playmaker, but he was not a good safety. So, when I looked at that, hopefully Harmon shores that up because I think that's, like, that's crucial, obviously, to have a guy in the back end who's calling the shots and knows what he's doing with coverages. But uh, I, I, it's just so – I'm so pessimistic about the Lions. I, I'm, I thought about this today. This is the lowest I've ever been on the Lions. Like, 0-16, I didn't care. Like, stuff like, like – you know what I mean? Like, the last two years have been so deflating, and the way that, like, the new – there's no, been no positive news about the Lions since they beat the Chargers week three of last year. <laughs> You're all positive news. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's going to be – I don't think it's like a time will tell pick. I think that Okuda's going to come in right away and – and make a difference for you. It's just if people if people are going to get caught up and and hold this guy to the to the slay standard, 
then we're, hopefully he exceeds or matches the play of Darius Slay, and you have a younger guy who has a great attitude, who's a, who's a proven leader, and you're not going to have to pay him as much money right off the bat. I don't when, – when you talk about win now – you're picking at three. You're getting a good player. It's it's not like they're getting they're like trading down to twenty five. No, and I know. To I know. Picks. I, agree. I, I just think it's you. You have to as much as you don't. Everyone has their opinion about Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Whether you think they've done a good enough job or not, this is just something where you have to trust that they they like what they see in Okuda and that he's going to make a difference for you on defense. I don't think he's going to be – I don't know if any quarterback, cornerbacks, even a guy like Jalen Ramsey, I don't I don't look at cornerbacks as guys that, like, change your franchise like a quarterback, running back, wide receiver. But if he can cover and, he, and he's good and he can make plays, then it helps your defense bottom line yeah. what do we what so what do we like in the second and third round Brent why don't you kick it off for the second round all right I got a couple names here and I guess I was really only looking at the first pick the Lions have tonight which is 35 <clears throat> as far I, I got one name for maybe deeper than that I think if Xavier McKinney is still available from Alabama I know the Lions don't really need a safety they signed Duran Harmon they got Tracy Walker um they signed J. Ron Curse from the Vikings like, they have guys back there. I just think this dude is such a playmaker, and he should have been in the top 20. Like, the only reason he fell out was because certain teams went for offensive linemen and stuff like that. I think another name you could see go is Ross Blacklock from uh, TCU. He's a D-tackle. And, and, Collins, when you were trying to figure out your computer situation before we started recording, Rabs and I were talking about how the Lions have depth on the ends. There's nothing up the middle. Ashawn yeah. and Sacks are gone. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Those Completely are both your starters agree. from last year. So as much as I would love to see another edge rusher, you have Flowers. You have Hand if he's healthy. You have Okwara. You have Austin well, Bryant, who couldn't really stay healthy last year, but he showed a little promise when he did play. And, and, and if you want to go the direction of defensive end, you can take Epinesa from Iowa. Uh, Julian Okwara is a name I like, not just because he's Romeo's brother, but, like, he's actually good. I watched a couple of Notre Dame games this year, and he kind of jump, jumps off the screen. Uh, he's versatile, too. He can drop back and pass coverage and whatnot. But uh, you could also go Gross Madoff from Penn State. There's a bunch of names. But for me, I want either that safety from Bama if he's available simply because he's a ball hawk and a playmaker, or I want Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle from TCU. Okay. I, I want to put this on the record. I, I want to see what you guys think about this. I don't want Jonathan Taylor in the second round. I really I don't. Either. No reason. It's not that there's no reason. P- I, like, my my uncle, my brother was saying this to me, Ryan, you need a 1,000-yard rusher if you want to win in this league. I'm like, you also need an offensive guard to win in this league. Like, you need good offensive linemen. And I wouldn't hate if they went in the offensive guard or lineman variety in the second or third round. I wouldn't either. I, I don't want to – I just, like, don't want the kid from Iowa. Like, he'll be a solid player. He'll play in the league for, like, seven years. Like, at some point, you got to, like, get somewhat – like, that's the one thing Quinn's been really good at. Like, the second and third round guys, other than Tease Tabor, have been pretty good with his, like, track record. Yep. But, like, just don't be so predictable. Like, I, I, I completely agree with you, though, Trent. I think defensive tackle is the biggest need that they have. And, and I, I don't necessarily know if this is a great defensive tackle draft like it is for edge rushers. So, I, I – and I don't hate the best player available. That's why I wouldn't hate if they took a wide receiver. Like, best wide receiver on the – why not? Like, let's stay, let's stay crazy. Like, come on. Yeah. I, I, 
I think the, the glaring need right off the bat is obviously defensive line. So, Trent, as you said, Ross Blacklock is the best player available uh, defensive line-wise. Um, is he I don't from a What's that? TCU. 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 Um, I know Neville Gallimore is also up there from Oklahoma, so I wouldn't be upset with either one of those picks. Uh, Xavier McKinney is a, is an interesting one because that's a guy who I think Alabama lined him at line, lined him up at linebacker a lot too because he can blitz like crazy. And we, we always talk about how poor the Lions' pass rush is. Obviously, not that they blitz a ton as it is, but you'd like to, you'd hope to see more of that this year. So that's a guy to me that can be pretty versatile as far as where you put him. Uh, in your defensive secondary. But I, I think the glaring need is, is again, Trent, we talked about the, as far as the edge rushers go, there's some pretty decent depth in this draft as far as, as, far as edge rushers. So if you want to maybe trade back up into the second round and take someone down the line, then fine. But I think your glaring need is defensive linemen. I know Yator Gross Matos or whatever is, is a name that probably many people thought were going to go in the first round. He didn't. I don't think it's worth taking him versus a guy like Ross Blacklock or, or Neville Gallimore. As far as the running back situation goes, Jonathan Taylor, to me, is like an every down back. Whatever team is going to take him is going to want him to eat up a bunch of carries. And I know people are like, well, he, you know, he, he had a lot of carries at Wisconsin. He's got the wear and tear, whatever. I just think that with on Johnson, if you can hope to God the guy can stay healthy for a season, if you want to go take like a, you know, if, if Swift or, or Dobbins are there, later I don't think they'll drop to the third round but you can get complimentary guys for carry on but in my eyes carry on's the guy that's going to be running the ball downs one through three or at least downs one and two and he should be he just can't if, he, if he's healthy he's he's a very he's a very good running back as we've seen uh my but he hasn't been healthy that's like the thing I like carry on too and I I I'm in the same thinking as you, but he hasn't really stayed healthy. And I, that's why I think a lot of people are like, let's take Taylor. Let's take Swift with our second round pick. But unless it's a game changing running back that like slips, I don't get the pick. That's why, like, unless it's a game changing wide receiver or someone who's immediately like, Whoa, this makes our offense a lot more explosive. I don't get taking that guy in the second round. I would rather, like you said, take a guy in the third round as more of a compliment and, and has that potential to maybe unlock a part of the offense that they haven't had with Stafford in a while. But I, I, I think offense, they got to draft an offensive guard like this draft. I totally agree. Because they have your, to. most, your most important asset is Stafford, bar none, like hands down. We don't even have to get into that. And your only concern with Matt Stafford at this point is his health. He's going to perform. He's going to win you at least six games by himself. If you give him a good defense, the team's making the playoffs. So I think you need to protect him. And like you said, you let or you guys like we let Glasgow walk, right? You can't sell me that you're just cool with Tyrell Crosby stepping in. So Kyle, not, to that point, I think you got to. I think you have to pick a guard at some point. And honestly, I'm not very high on Taylor Decker. I don't think anyone is. I, I, when you look back at that draft, it makes you scratch your head because it, he, he was a really productive rookie and he's kind of taken a step back ever since then. I wouldn't hate them taking a tackle either. Now in the second round, maybe in the third round. If we're looking at the third round, you're like, hey, let's take a tackle, increase our depth along the O-line. He maybe can move with the guards and stuff. I wouldn't hate that. I, I, I'm pretty open. I think the Lions should be pretty creative here in the second and third round. 
But, like, my buddies last night are just like, yeah, Jelani Tavai, take him three rounds too early. I'm like, he's still a good player. Like, it, yeah. like it, it, maybe Quinn doesn't necessarily value his pits as he should, but he's been able to get some guys who have contribute, contributed on a pretty high basis for where they're picked. I don't know where Tracy Walker was picked. I think fifth round, right? Eh, maybe. I don't remember. It was like a fourth or – I don't know. It was third, fourth, or fifth. Like, they, that guy's good. He's factually like a very good safety and he'll be able to play for the Lions for the next couple of years. So, I, I think this is the part of the draft where Quinn has really strived. It's just been those high-level picks that have kind of killed him in recent years in, in general. But – I, when you look at this draft, I would be very – the one thing I would be beside myself, one thing I would be mad about, they could take anyone else. If they took a quarterback in the second round, I would lose my mind because that would make zero sense. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, think they're going yeah. to. That's, like, the only position I could see myself getting really mad at. Unless, because or, if you like, were going to do that, you missed the Might as well draft a Tua. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would hate that. I would hate if they did it in the third round too. Like, don't draft a quarterback now. Like, you, you, the ship is sailed, like you said. I'm looking at in front of the Lions here. I, I think – so, Cincinnati obviously has the, the first pick in, in this second round. Uh, they're probably looking – I wouldn't be surprised if they go O-line. This Josh Jones from Houston, who is, like, the 17th overall ranked player in this draft, the offensive lineman, uh, he's still on the board. I don't know if that's like I don't know the the reasons for him dropping as far as he did. I would see I could see the Bengals taking him. Um, but the thing is with the linemen is, is after you get out of of the Josh Jones range, you have Ezra Cleveland and Lloyd Cushenberry. Cleveland was an offensive tackle. Cushion Cushenberry plays more on the inside. You kind of fall off as far as talent. I mean, this the ceiling for a lot of these guys, as it looks like on the offensive line, is going to be somewhere in the third round. So if that's where you feel comfortable taking your offensive lineman, then fine. If you think the crop is good enough there, uh, I would rather you do that in the third round and address that need in the third round versus trying to press for an Ezra Cleveland or a Lloyd Cushenberry at 35. So I, I just think, again, I, I hate to continue to beat the dead horse I, I think if you really like one of these interior defensive linemen between uh, between Blacklock and Gallimore, that's got to be your pick at 35. You, 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 you have no pass rush at all last year. You spend money in free agency to help out your, your linebacking core. You're going to get year two out of Tavai. Hopefully if you move Davis around to a different role and just let him run loose and you get some better service out of him. And as far as we said, edge rushers, it can be a, a need if you want to address later to add some depth there. But interior D-line to me has to be the pick. I, I would agree with that. But Trent, when you said McKinney, that's a, like a great point because I think that would solve a lot of the issues that they have on the defense. Like you, like you said, Rebs, he played a lot of linebacker. Like, you can kind but of he's like, just he's versatile, yeah. Yeah, and you can put him in the box, and the Lions don't have a good co cover linebacker. We've talked about that. Like Tavai's all right. Davis is can't literally cover anyone. He's pretty good on the run. He's a good blitzer. If you can maybe like start moving him a little bit more outside, and, and I don't know what Jamie Collins adding coming into the fold does for the defense, but having a guy like versatile like McKinney wouldn't be bad. But I th it, it, when you talk about need, the need is D line. And especially in the second round, I think you get the most value. So you, you probably got to go D-line there. But in the, I, I honestly, they could do a lot of things that I think would be interesting. If we, if we move to the third round real quick, obviously they, they pick at 67. 
which is the third overall pick in that third round. And then they pick again, at, I believe it's 85 with that trade with the, with Philly. Um, as far as those needs, uh, where do you, what are you thinking? I mean, I know we kind of talked about it a bit, but is this where you kind of get into the conversation of, do you go for a playmaker at running back or wide receiver? Yeah, that's where I, I would I, do it. If you're going to do it, I feel like you got to do it in the third or fourth round while there's still, because it is a deep draft for those positions, but you, you don't want to waste your pick. Like if the Lions are going to do it, do it right. Like go all in, try to get Stafford another weapon. Uh, Cause the fact of the matter is, I don't know if they're going to pay Marvin Jones. You know, I don't know don't if they're going to they bring, will. I don't know if they're going to bring Danny Amendola back. I don't know if they're going to roll with carry on past this year. Like if he gets hurt, so I think, yeah, your chance to get another skill player, another playmaker is, I think, the third or fourth round. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see. Completely agree. I, I, I've said it for the last couple of weeks. I would like to see them take a wide receiver. Just in this draft, because I think there's this embarrassment of riches. And if you're and you have two third round picks. So you just you, you do one of them's a need and the other one's a fun pick. Like, let's take the best player available. All right, with that being said, uh, rounds two and three tonight, I think we will have this episode available for people before those rounds commence. Um, anything else we got or no? We're just hanging in there, living life, looking forward to Tonight, the draft, as you said, Collins, I needed it. I had yeah, the Stanford jersey it on. It felt great it, it, to kill. It felt normal. It was great. I will say this. I will say this. Do you, did you guys – I don't know how, like, into college football you guys are. I've never been floored like I was last night when I found out Justin Jefferson's brother was Jordan Jefferson, the former quarterback for LSU. I did not I was, know that. I was in awe. I was like, huh? Dude, by the way, very, very sad first round as far as Dude. like backstories on like it was Dude. and I, I hate like literally every other player was like his dad died when he was a kid, his dad committed suicide, his dad's been in prison for twenty five years. Like I, it was I I get it's part of everyone's backstory, but it's like if these guys' parents are passing away in like 1998, like let's, no, it's not. It, it doesn't have to be a part of the big story. It's not even that. It's like the so detail. Sad. It's the detail. Like it's Trey Wingo winning. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm like. I'm like Trey. Jordan Love just like fulfilled his dream, and you're gonna talk about for five minutes how his dad killed himself. Yeah, like it, like. Yeah. I was like, what's like you? It's it's definitely part of the story, like you said. You mention it. You're like, yeah. he, he he went through a lot. Dad took his own life. Like he's been trying to get over that. But like to basically overshadow the kid getting drafted, it was it was wild. Dude, like it was when, wild. When Jordan Love got drafted too. Who is was it? With Colbert? What's her name? Susie? Whatever that was interviewing him. Yeah. No, nah, I don't know. She. I don't think you're. That was a different guy. No, but I'm no, saying, no, 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 no. It was Susie Colbert. You're right. Yeah, it when, was Susie when Jordan Colbert. Love got picked, like she was like, "Wow, no one really saw this coming." Did you like you got picked? Way, she's like, "You got picked like way too high." How? It's like, what do you want him to say? Like what? Like yeah. dude, so- he looked. He was so uninterested in like mad because you know he like he literally got drafted. And he's like, "I'm in quarterback purgatory until Rogers leaves." Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, "I'm not playing for a couple of years." Hot take. I love Susie Colbert. She should be the person doing the NFL Sunday countdown instead of Sam Ponder. She's at Sam Ponder. Sam Ponder stinks, dude. It's not even that she stinks. She's college football. Like, I don't know why ESPN thinks they can do that. You can't breed someone to be a college football reporter and be like, you know what? We're going to make her an NFL reporter. Like, you can't do that. Like, I know that's like, sounds wrong or something. It's just like, in my dumb brain, that's what I think. Like, if Sam Ponder wants to do a studio show in Bristol for college football, do that. 
that's yeah. fine. I just, yeah. I, I can't, I can't like get out of the back of my mind. I'm like, ah, Sam Ponder. She used to do game day. Her husband's Christian Ponder. Huh. Florida State football. Huh. Oklahoma State. I decided things just start running through my mind. I'm like, that yeah. I, 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 you lost me. You lost Come on, ESPN. Me. Figure it out, ESPN. Play your strengths. Play your uh, strengths. Yeah. Round two and three tonight. We will get this episode out to the fans. Uh, we will. I assume we'll probably just record after. I don't know if we want to record after tonight or after the next two days. Um, but we'll figure it out. We'll cover the draft for you. Uh, that's going to be all for today's episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown. We're on Facebook as well. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. We'll see you later. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.